So, Ross, how was your first day at Southside High? Besides my teacher telling me welcome to hell, I think it was a pretty good day. gentlemen welcome to river dudes i am your host aj leeson welcome to the show we're very happy to have you guys come back and listen to us i am not alone today with me oh i hope not oh i uh, you ruined it uh no but with me today is my friend my co-host ross jones what's up buddy what's up man how you doing ah pretty good how about yourself what's new yeah not much just you know i can't wait to talk about this episode Samesies. I cannot wait myself. Um, also with us today is playwright, um, actor, historian, um, Christopher Paul Conforti. Welcome to the show, bud. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited to be back. Yes. Yeah, we were thinking about who we wanted to have as a special guest, and he offered, so we're bringing him back. Yeah. Well, the choice was really obvious, because two of my favorite things ever... Are mentioned in this episode, so the choice yeah. was really obvious. Yes, it I, had to be me. It had to be who because else was going to do it, right? Other than me, because once we get to the Easter eggs and we'll talk about this, I, I was like, oh, we need to have Chris, yeah, be in this episode, yeah. uh, especially. Well, there's two things, two of his favorite things of all time. So I was like, Chris, yeah, you might want to be back. I know it's like the next episode. He's like, no, I'm, I'm happy to come back and yeah. talk about it. Had nothing to do with the five dollars that he offered to pay me. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you weren't supposed to tell anyone. Um, no. But anyways, today we are talking about Chapter Sixteen, The Watcher in the Woods, which shares the title with the nineteen eighty Betty Davis film. And I checked it out, and it apparently it was her third to last film. Not counting, like, TV movies or anything, just actual films. It was her third to last one. Um, this episode was written by Ross Maxwell, who has done uh, Riverdale before. He did the episode Heart of Darkness, which is a phenomenal episode. Good episode, yeah. Really good episode. Um, also, uh, this is directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan, who did uh, episode 11 in the first season. Yeah. He directed it. And it's to Riverdale and back again, where like Archie and Veronica are singing on stage, and then the um they all sneak into uh, FP's trailer, and mm-hmm. he gets arrested by the end of the episode. It's a phenomenal episode, yeah, probably one of the best of the first season. Yeah. Um, but here's a fun fact about Kevin Rodney Sullivan: he played John Gant in the movie Buckaroo Banzai, um, which is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, growing up, loved it. Uh, I, I heard of yeah. it, never saw it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, Peter Weller, John Lithgow, 
Christopher Lloyd, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Like, there's so many people in this movie. It's ridiculous. It's so good. Stacked, yeah. Yeah, stacked. Um, but I guess without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Let's, get into, let's jump into the river. Yes, we will jump right into that river. Like Sweetwater River. You're, you're I'm on, on fire today. You are on fire. Um, so the episode starts with Kevin jogging in the woods, and he meets a man there. Um and they start kissing like they're complete strangers like they don't even know each other but they start kissing and um then they hear gunshots um and that dude just like takes off like he just runs away yeah, and I'm like yeah. okay <laughs> Kevin actually runs towards the gunshots and um and that's when he comes across Midge who's like help us help us and she's like covered in blood and if you guys remember the last episode left off where the Black Hood attacked Midge and Moose. He shot them shot point them. blank. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, Moose took all the shots. Like he got in front of Midge and took all the shots. And yeah, and he, so he blocked her. So, um, yeah, and so uh, the next day they're at football practice, and Reggie comes in and he's like, "Hey, uh, football practice is canceled because yeah. of what happened to Moose." Yeah. And everyone discusses how, what a miracle that Moose and Midge actually survived yeah. the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, were you guys actually surprised that they survived? Yeah, I was. When I first saw it, I was. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You think I was kind of by design? I, I think so. Because, I well, yeah I, yeah, I think so. We'll get into it a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think it was by design. Right. And um, so uh, so then um, V and the gang, like the core four mm-hmm. plus Kevin, they're all talking about it. Yeah. Um, and they're in the lounge. They're School discussing lounge. it. School yeah. Lounge where they always hang out. Right. They're and their hangout spot. V is, she's like, okay, you know, it's crazy what happened, but like, why don't I invite all of you over to my place tonight? To meet my dad. Yeah. To meet my dad. Yeah, I would actually really like if everyone could come. The, fir- the first meeting. The, fir- the first meeting of her dad. Right. First time. And so. Um, Since he's been home. Yeah, and so the, the the gang is like ready to depart. They're all like heading out. And uh, Jug's like, oh yeah, today's my first day at uh, Southside High. <laughs> and then Betty gets Kevin alone. And she like pulls him aside and she's like. Giving him a little bit of um, a le- um, like a lecture, right like about his not, night jogging. Yeah, telling him not to run it in the in the woods anymore. Right, like to stop meeting yeah. people in the woods, yeah. and it's like, all right, you know, like, yeah. you know, just lay out of it, like mm-hmm. stay out of this. Don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah, Kevin's like, stay out of it. Get out of my business. And right. Let me do what I want to do. And- yeah, and and they get into it even worse, like yeah. down the road. But um, so they she kind of gives them like. You know, a heads up, like, it's not a good idea. Yeah. But um, now we get cut over to Jug, and he's starting his uh, first day at Southside High. And then Tony Topaz, who is a character from the comics, um, she is giving him the grand tour of Southside High. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, yeah, this is, <laughs> like, the metal detector you have to walk through. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's like American History X over here. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like there's gangs on this side, gangs over here. Yeah. Plus there's a, a jingle jingle drug problem here. Yeah. So he's like, what the hell are you talking about? A jingle jingle. She's like, oh, it's, you know, it's the it's drug. Kind of, it's commonplace here. Right. And so he gets the gist of that school, like, a little bit, you know, yeah. um, 
So we get to see that. Um, then it cuts over to Archie, and he finds out from Moose, he's at the hospital, um, that it was definitely the Black Hood mm. that attacked. Yeah, because um, he describes them the same way as Archie did. Right. He, With the he, green eyes. The green eyes. And yeah. he's like, yeah, are you sure it wasn't a ski mask? He's like, no, it was like a hood. Yeah. So, uh, so he... Archie gets confirmation that it is the Black Hood yeah. that attacked them too. Yeah. And Archie's almost like putting stuff together where he thinks the Black Hood is also responsible for Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. Um, which we know as an audience, but like Archie like and Riverdale, like even Sheriff Keller doesn't know that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They, they can't connect all three murders yet. Right. Because they don't know all the information yet. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we cut over in Rev Veronica's, and Archie cannot stop thinking about the Black Hood. Yeah. He's like almost <laughs> yelling at his friends about how he thinks the Black Hood is responsible for everything bad that's been happening. Yeah, and, and everything that involves him. Right. Like, because he was it's in like a relationship. To home. Yeah, he was in a relationship with Miss Grundy. Right, he, 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 his dad almost got killed. Right, so it's always somebody that he's connected to or in a relationship with. Yes, so yes. It's all, it always has something to do with him. Yeah, yeah. And right. for the most part, right. And so Archie starts getting really worked up, um, and that's when Hiram meets the gang, and he agrees that Sheriff Keller is probably not the solution. Yeah. Like he is not helping this case at all and that Archie is probably right that um other people need to step up because yeah. Sheriff Keller is not mm. juggling all these problems well. Yeah. Um yeah, he's not doing enough to figure it out. Yeah. So and it cuts over to Archie, he's home and he's he's looking at the gun he got off of Dilton Doley. Doily. And uh yeah, Doily. Um and uh no, he gets the gun and he picks up a comic book cuz it's stashed in like a toolbox. He opens mm-hmm. it. He like picks up a couple comics that were over the gun. Yeah, it's a, it's a handgun. Yeah. It's a handgun. And he gets inspiration from the comic uh the to name his group the Red Circle. The yeah. Red Circle. Yeah. yeah. So Archie creates the Red Circle with Reggie and the other bulldog like football players yeah. with Dilton Doily and <laughs> too. And he's like, Yeah, we need it. We need to step up. Like, we have to protect ourselves and we mm-hmm. have to protect Riverdale. Yeah. And the football gang's like, Yeah. Um, which uh I was like, that's pretty cool. What what were your thoughts on that? Like I, I think it's really cool. I I, th- I think it was a really good idea for him to do that. Yeah, because it it just shows like you 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 get together and you form an alliance or whatever. Yeah, and it just shows they really want to save Riverdale and they they really want they really care. Yeah, um, I guess my to play devil's advocate with it, an alliance only works as far as you know what the target is. Yeah, and I mean, I see what he was doing, what he was trying to do. But at the same time, you're just driving around, like, looking for something every single day. And then in my view, if you're looking for something 
bad enough, you're going to find it. Especially, as we know, last episode, everybody wears a black hood in Riverdale. (laughs) So, obviously, you're going to find somebody wearing a black hood because everybody's doing it. That's like a cool, hip thing to do in Riverdale now. Yeah, and and it's basically, I mean, I still don't, I can't get over Reggie showing up at his house. With yeah, the, with the like, black hood. Yeah, like, what are you thinking? His dad was shot by a person wearing that. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. But anyways. But I, I like the idea. I think it was, it's a good, it was a good idea to kind of strike fear into the black hood. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. But I just... I just think if you're looking for something badly enough, with the exception of money, you'll find it. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so we get back to, like, where Betty and Kevin are still arguing about mm-hmm. his night jogging. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, like, this argument is just escalating. escalating. Each time it yeah. goes back. Gets to, worse and worse. Yeah. Every time. Um And so then, uh, and then V is telling Archie that her parents want him to come over for dinner um so we got like that is going on with those guys um now it cuts over to the coopers and the coopers get a letter from the black hood yeah um wanting his letter to get published and and, or not the blue and gold but the the register right um so and and it's very zodiac like uh because zodiac Zodiac killer killer would send letters to the san francisco newspaper wanting it to get published you Mm -hmm. know uh to newspapers um but uh they're not sure if it's actually the letter but then they actually have physical proof that it is yeah because they get fred's wallet right and they get get glasses the sunglasses Sunglasses. yeah Yeah, Yeah. miss grundy's sunglasses right so it's almost confirmation that, yes, it is the Black Hood, and yeah. he is serious. Because he's the only one that would have those materials. He's the only right. one that would have those, that stuff. And, and uh, like, Sheriff Keller and the mayor are, like, do not, like, give us some time yeah. to get on this letter. Yeah. Do not publish it. Like, mm-hmm. do not put it in the paper. But Alice it goes against – she's like, no, I think the people should know. And Sheriff Keller has a point though too, because he's like the everyone in Riverdale will be a frenzy, like a madhouse. Yeah, it'll be chaos. Right. Um, so he brings up a good point, but at the same time, Alice is like, "What if he kills another person again? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to take this serious." Yeah. Um, so then we get <laughs> where um, Jug's at school, and he uh, he wants to kickstart the paper outside high. Mm-hmm. And he gets Tony to help. We see where he's in the classroom. And um, this is where we meet his great teacher, by the way, for the first time. Uh, the teacher's like, all right, guys, uh, this famous book is written by Ray Bradbury. And uh, can anyone tell me the significance of the title? Uh, anybody? And they're like, no one's answering. Yeah, yeah. They're all like – uh, Sweet Pea just runs out of the classroom. He, like, no reason. I, I still don't know why. He just, like, runs out of the classroom. But anyways, um, he's like, anybody, anybody? Yeah, Jughead's the only one that raises Yeah, that Jughead's thing. like, uh, Fahrenheit 451. It's, like, the temperature to burn the paper, uh, burn the book. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and so he's like, all right, yeah, welcome to hell. And you're like, why would he what? say that to a student? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Jughead goes up to him after, after afterwards, class. and he's like, yeah, I, I'm thinking about uh, 
starting the paper here. I would yeah. I would be very interested in doing that. Yeah, and I, and and I was told to talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he heard that he was the former um, editor. editor editor of the paper. Yeah. And, and so uh, Jughead's like, yeah, you know, and uh, the teacher's like, you got stuff online that I created? And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll look into it. Yeah. Like, he's very... <laughs> Like zero F's given. You yeah, know what he I mean? doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. Care. Whatever. Um. So so then it cuts over to um, where Moose and Kevin are chatting, um, about their limited options in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite moments in this episode because they're talking about how, like, people who are are straight have a lot of options mm-hmm. where people like them don't. don't. It's very limited, especially in Riverdale. Yeah. You know? And, uh, cause even at one point, Betty's like, why don't you just go on Grinder or something? And he's like, uh, it doesn't work. And people you meet online are never the real people that you talk to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he's right. And it's true. Like yeah. it, so, um, but in, in her defense in Betty's defense too, it like, yeah, you can meet people in the woods, right? But right now is not the safest time because mm-hmm. of the Black Hood being out there and being in the woods where Midge and Moose were just attacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I see the it's a very um, fine line, this yeah. argument, because yeah. you could see from both of their sides, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but it, it, it's a great discussion and that's when Midge shows up and she's like, oh, I saw the killer and oh, it was terrible. Um, but anyways, well, uh, we get where Reggie picks up Arch and they're doing, um, like a red circle watch <laughs> and they're in the car and, uh, he's like, I thought you said no weapons. And Archie's like, well, this is my old baseball bat. He's yeah. like, take a look in the back seat. And you see where he has a couple things, but one is a boomerang. Did you guys notice that? I didn't notice that. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. One, uh, and there's a boomerang in his back seat. I'm like, what the fuck what is gonna he going to th- use that for? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to throw that at? What's he going to throw it and then have it come back to him? He's like, hey, maybe, Black Hood. Maybe, maybe hit somebody on the way? Yeah. Maybe they're setting it up. Maybe. Maybe something's going to get used. Maybe something is being set up there. Um, But yeah, so then uh, we cut over where Jug is telling Betty that Jingle Jingle actually comes from Southside High. Like, she goes to visit Jug at the school, like, Southside High, mm-hmm. and see him setting up, like, the newspaper because he got the, the okay to go ahead and do it. And that's when he tells her, yeah, Jingle Jingle, that drug is coming from here. Like, students mm-hmm. are selling it. and Yeah, uh, he tells Betty that, Yeah, yeah. Now we cut over where Ethel, it's nighttime, and Ethel has a run-in with a a creepy van, Um, and she ends up calling Archie, Archie. and she tells Archie, she's like, there's someone who's following me, he keeps driving by and slowing down, and uh, help me, and so they arrive, and the van just, just drives off, and Archie... And Reggie are looking around, and they she, can't find she, Ethel he, at first. He goes in, like, a corn maze to find her, and he finds right. her, finally finds her. Yeah, and and finally, yeah, she comes out, and she's like, oh, is he gone? You know, so it's a really intense moment, actually, because they're building up two things at the same time. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they're building towards is where Kevin is going out for a midnight jog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's when Betty, you know, shows up and confronts him. And Kevin just goes off on yeah. Betty. Yeah. Like, he is like, I, it's not easy for me. I'm not that type of person. Like, I don't have access to the, like, people like you do. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I It's not as easy for him as it is for her. For her. Right. He's like, you talking about Archie and kissing Archie and kissing Jughead and you tell me this is disgusting. I, this is me. Like, this is who I am. Like, yeah. it's not disgusting. This is what I have. Like, this is my only option. Yeah. And you say it's disgusting and it really hurts my feelings. And she, like, is like, I'm sorry, but you have to understand from my point of view, like, this is where Midge and Moose were attacked. Yeah. And so it's such, like, you see the dynamic. Like, she mm-hmm. does care yeah. for Kevin. She does, yeah. Um, and, and you... You see the frustration for Kevin. You know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's really uh, a great, great scene. Um, so then we, <laughs> it's still that same night, and Jug is at the school late at night, and he's leaving the school paper, and he hears people like running in the hallways, mm-hmm. and then he kind of gets a little freaked out, and because he knows it's the ghoulies, and the ghoulies have if they take out him mm-hmm. like beat him up mm-hmm. it's fp's son who's like a serpent king you know what i mean so if they could get their hands on him it would be like a way to get some stripes you know what i mean for mm-hmm. a ghoulie but um so jug ends up getting attacked um late at night at that like at school mm-hmm. and he gets beat up really bad not real bad but yeah, pretty bad bad enough yeah yeah and so it's the next morning and Betty is there and she's like cleaning up like some of um, like his black eye and stuff. And she's like, so you fell off your bike? And that's when we find out Jug actually didn't tell her the truth that no, he was attacked. No, he lied about it. Yeah, he said he got in a motorcycle accident. Right. He's like, oh, I fell off my bike. Yeah. You know, like, she's like, you need to like stop, <laughs> like wear a helmet or something, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so that's when we see where Tony Topaz is there and mm-hmm. she says, Oh, don't worry. Like the serpents will have his back. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, no one will touch him or anything, yeah. but Betty do- still doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like no, no. the truth about what happened. No. Um, now we get where Archie, uh, has having dinner with the lodges and Hiram pulls Archie aside. He's like, yeah. I want to have a man to man talk with mm-hmm. Arch for a second. And, In the study. In uh, right. Study. Um, <laughs> and uh so they like and tells arch you know this he is he sits him down and he's like listen i think what you're doing with the red circle is good it needs to be bigger yeah i think you need to really send a message mm-hmm. to you need to be on the offensive yeah um and archie's like oh yeah yeah and he's like another thing stop sneaking into rock is better yeah he's like Seriously, and don't ever, ever hurt her. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's really scary, actually. It's like really the scary. whole meeting is, or the whole, I guess I should say, dinner is filled with this weird tension. Yes. Just based on what Hiram, like there's there's tension between Hermione and V. Yeah. There's tension just between her base, dad. Yeah. Tension between is like her dad and her. Yeah. And then there's tension between Archie and... And Hiram. So the whole scene is just really yeah, very like, tension-filled. Right. It's like a rubber band just being yeah. stretched all the way out. You're and just you're like, ready for it to pop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the... Pun intended. The way, yes. 
I love it. I love it. Um, I thought of these all night. <laughs> so I got um, a couple more. But yeah, and so it's like we get to see where Polly. We go back to the Coopers. Yeah. And Polly is leaving yeah. again. Yeah. She's um, moving away. Yeah, because she feels like um, the feel- Black Hood will target her yeah. specifically because of the whole incestuous uh, Blossom Cooper bloodline. Yeah. Um, and, and she feels like her mom's not going to support her, right? With anything, so. right? I hope Polly isn't one of anybody's favorite characters because she comes and goes like really <laughs> I know, quickly. She's like, I'm gonna stay. I'm out. It's, it's I'm gonna like, stay. I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's like the house in the Crucible. Everybody <laughs> just kind of walks in and walks out <laughs> yeah. like it's nothing. Um, yeah. So then, so we have a. Uh, it cuts to Kevin. Yeah. And. Um, now he's going for a night jog and he comes across this car. Yeah. This, this sketchy guy. This guy. Yeah. So at first he's like. This guy's unnecessarily creepy too. He is like like super creepy. Super creepy. Like I, I've, this episode now I've seen twice and every time I'm looking, I'm like, why is this dude like such like a creep? Yeah. 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 He is overly. Don't be a tease, dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he's pretty much like, get in the car, get in the car. (laughs) Um, in the car, dickhead. What are you <laughs> So we see where Kevin gets in the car, but it's actually a dream. A, yeah, like a dream kind of sequence where and he's envisioning and he's, like something that could happen. And he stabs him, and then Kevin's like, "I'm not getting in the car." Yeah. So Kevin has this vision where he gets stabbed by this guy, like the creep in the car. Yeah. So um, he like, and then it cuts back where he doesn't get in the car. He's yeah. like outside. He's, he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to pass on this. I'm not going to do it. Now, I actually read something really interesting that I wanted to tell you guys. Um, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, he was telling Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. He was inspired by Brokeback Mountain for this. And um, have you guys seen Brokeback or no? I have not. I never saw it, but I know of it. There's a scene where... Heath Ledger's character finds out the death of another character yeah. and he starts to envision, envision like what happened exactly yeah. um, because the character was gay and was yeah. attacked. Um, so he actually drew inspiration for that scene, like that whole Kevin having the vision of him getting attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, he was inspired by Brokeback Mountain to do that scene. Um but yeah, so it was really, really interesting. I'm like, wow, because I love that movie, and I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. And so uh, when I found that out, I'm like, wow, that's actually really cool. Um, but anyways, uh, we we see where um, Betty went to the um, Sheriff Keller's house yeah. to tell her, like he basically. Betty went there to tell Sheriff Keller yeah. everything that's happening and with to, Kevin. And to look for Kevin, too. Right. So Kevin comes home, and because Kevin is just creeped out by that guy, he just goes he home. He runs home, yeah. And so he goes home, and that's when we find out, like, this is what I love about the show, too. You think, like, the dad's going to have, like, a hard time with his son being gay. Yeah, but he, but he isn't. But he doesn't. doesn't. And this is what I love about the show. Um, because we find out, like, he actually just loves his son, and he yeah. wants him to be safe. Yeah. Um, he doesn't care about his sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not, like, oh, making a big deal out of that. Yeah. It's yeah. more so his safety. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, the core of the show, that's what I love. Yeah. That these characters aren't 
you know, like one dimensional characters that we see all the time in TV shows and stuff where these are actually like feel very tangible. You know what I mean? Like this dad cares about his son more than like anything Mm -hmm. and he just wants him to be safe and make safe choices. Um, so he's an awesome dad, uh, basically, (laughs) but, um, this is, um, and then, and then it ends where Archie shoots a warning video to the Black Hood mm-hmm. saying the Red Circle is coming for him. And, um, and at the end, you see Hiram looking on his laptop yeah. at the video. <laughs> right. And Archie's, you know, saying it to the Black Hood and he's the one watching it. Yeah. So it seems like Hiram is involved with the Black Hood. and Or something, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts with that? Like, you think Hiram, like, maybe setting Archie up for Doom? Well, he has to be because he immediately backtracks in it. Yeah. Very shortly. Right. Yeah. He immediately is going to backtrack in it. So. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I think he's kind of setting him up a little bit. Hiram seems to be involved with everything bad in Riverdale. Right. I actually have a question for you guys. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this, just... Um, you know, my psychology, I guess, brain going here. <laughs> so they sit down and they're going to have a dinner, right? Right. Archie yeah. and Hiram. Archie is roughly, what are we saying, 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16. Right, are we saying roughly um, around 16? I would say so. Yeah. Hiram yes. offers him alcohol. Oh, I There's know, right? two ways that you can take that. And I, if you were in this situation, would you accept the alcohol because this could be a test in more than one way right if you accept the alcohol then you're going to be an alcoholic you're not good enough for my daughter right but if you don't accept it you're a pussy because you're a pussy he could say yeah you're a pussy or you know or it could be oh well what a what a great dishonor that you won't accept the alcohol that I'm I'm giving to you, which I shouldn't give you, but I'm willing to give you. So I'm just curious what you guys would do in that in that situation because there's two ways to look at that. Well, I it's kind I, of a double edged sword. I choose so. the right way, but I I, I think it, it's I think, oh, the, I think the way he looks at it though, he wants him to accept it. But if I was in that t- situation, I I probably wouldn't accept it. But he the way he looks at, looks at it, he wants him to accept it. Right, and um, and I think. It is um, a double-edged sword. Me too. Um, if I, I think, was a dad, I would set that up as a test. Right. I, I think it, I think it's one of those things where we see where Hiram is a very, um, I don't know, like I, I he is a chess player. You know what I mean? He's like Bobby yeah. Fischer. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like he's always like five or six steps ahead of everyone. Yeah. And I, I think he wants to pinpoint, like pin Archie in a corner mm. That he has to pick one or two ways to get out of yeah. all the time. It's always and, a test. Yeah. yeah, and I think that like he is hoping Archie makes the wrong choice mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he actually wants Archie to fail. To fail. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I no matter what, curious what you guys would do in yeah. that situation because I I saw that and I'm looking and I'm like, well, there's two ways that that could turn out. Right. And I mean, only one way technically is the right way, but it could have went yeah. either of those ways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a 16 year old getting right. high priced lodge liquor. Um, I believe. Yeah, rum. rum. It was rum, rum. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it, it is um, just 
um a set like a step towards yeah. failure. Like that's what he wants. He's mm-hmm. like setting them up for failure. Well, there's two competitions in his right two guys and. His right. girl's life, and one of them happens to be the person that is sitting across from him at the <laughs> right. dinner table. Exactly. Or at least somewhat close to him. Yeah. Um, so I guess we will get into the Easter eggs and pop culture references. Favorite. Um, yes, yes. This is a, so, uh, as you guys know, the Red Circle is a comic. Um, but it was the name of the Archie Comics horror and fantasy line. Um, in the 1970s. Um, then it turned into the superhero line in the 1980s. So the Red Circle actually was like the name of like their horror um, fantasy line at first. But um, the Ghoulies were actually first introduced in the Sabrina cartoon in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, Tony Topaz, uh, she showed up in... 2012 like she's actually a fairly oh, new character no. yeah she showed up in jughead double digest uh number 176 um she shows up in um she actually helps jughead um with a few problems and stuff mm-hmm. um then we have a reference to westworld mentioned by tony tobaz talking about <laughs> the automated robots uh, malfunctioning and yep. taking over um also we get Carrie, mentioned by Kevin regarding um, Moose and um, Midge, he's like, oh my gosh, she looked like Carrie because she was like covered in Moose's blood, you know, Um, when he's talking about the crime scene. Uh, We also have a reference to The Bachelorette by Veronica. Veronica, She's like, I want you guys to come over and watch The the Bachelorette. And Jughead's like, I don't want to see that soap (laughs) opera. Uh, Yeah, he's like, I'm not interested, but I'll be there. Um, So then we have where Midge, uh, actually, this will go over to Chris because this is probably one of his favorite um, horror movies of all time. But she actually calls the hood Michael Myers. Um, Yeah. And he, that he had the devil's eyes. They were there was the black nothing, eyes. Yeah, black, black eyes. dead eyes. Right, the devil's eyes. Were you pumped when you heard that? Because yeah, Halloween's absolutely. your favorite movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I when when I heard that, I was kind of was kind of excited, and of course, this show does numerous horror movie references, which I love. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're going to do a bunch of them coming up, which right. I'll definitely be talking about. <laughs> and, and me, um, me and Chris are big fans of the movies, Halloween movies. Yeah. So we're excited yeah. for the new one to come out. Yeah. Yes, actually, um, if you haven't seen the trailer, not a plug time, but that's a good one to see. <laughs> but no, yeah. um, that's one of my favorite, my favorite altogether quotes, maybe in, in at least horror movie history, maybe all time. It's a good quote um, by Dr. Sam Loomis when he's describing what he had seen of his patient Michael Myers in Halloween, which was a blackest eyes, devil's eyes. Right. But I'm not going to go any further into it because this podcast will turn into an hour and <laughs> probably a full day. Talking so, about Halloween. Yeah, maybe we'll have a Halloween Stop podcast talking. eventually. Yeah. You can't see it, but I'm like literally as soon as he mentioned that this part was coming up, I'm like my face just got a huge grin to it. You can't see it, but I assure you it's there. Yeah. For the viewers listening at home, I uh, I hope you heard his grin. Um, yes. <laughs> no. Chris had a Halloween Michael Myers mask. Yeah. I actually have five Halloween Michael Myers masks. So that's yeah. Oh my god, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> and I have six on the way with the new one. Oh, well, I, I'm sure William Shatner's happy. This um, is why I'm single. <laughs> no, uh, so... <laughs> this is exactly why I'm single. 
Uh, we also get a reference to Taxi Driver, because uh, when Archie's getting worked up at Veronica's, uh, Jug calls Archie. He's like, whoa, 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 you're going like full Travis Bickle over there, uh, which is great. Love it. We also get mention of Ray Bradbury's uh, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, also, Tony mentions Beetlejuice in reference to Betty. She's like, I thought you would look like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. 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 Um, and then finally, Chris, I'll let you take this over because this is your favorite thing too. <clears throat> v wants to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> For all of you guys who don't know the room where it happens, this is a reference to the Broadway hit musical <laughs> Hamilton, in which the story follows Alexander Hamilton, um, kind of not so much growing up, but really in the founding of the country era to the um, in later parts, yeah, to like the later part of his life. And it's based on the play by Lin Manuel Miranda. And if you haven't downloaded that CD, you absolutely need to. Yes, it is buy amazing. It. It's so good. It's really, really good. And and also, um, if you want to uh, lay out really quick, the reference um, about being in the, in the room. room where it happens. Okay, so there's a song called "The Room Where It Happens." So, Aaron Burr's famous for in in the play anyway, trying to be in the room where it happens. Aaron Burr in the play is a person who is willing to really wait for it, wait for his opportunities to happen, where Hamilton kind of takes it. And Hamilton always gets to be in the room where it happens. And Aaron Burr never gets to. So there's a song that's like, I want to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> I love it. I can't, I can't, I, I can't stop when I, when I say yeah. the room where it happens. But Chris um, is a big fan of Hamilton, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm a big fan of everything Hamilton. Yeah. I mostly, I, I mostly like Jefferson a little bit more. But I love Hamilton. Well, you're a, a history buff. I'm just buff. a history buff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love the musical, but not to spoil it, so you should actually hear it. But Aaron Burr actually does end up in the room where it happens. Right. Yeah. Um. Maybe yeah. Veronica will too. Yeah. Maybe we will see. You will see. We'll see. And in reference, like, Veronica brings that up because she wants to be in the room mm, where making Archie decisions and all in that other Hiram, yeah. well, especially Hiram, it's yeah. his office, like, and she wants to be in there because she feels, even, like, her mother is not in, allowed to go in. Well, she sounds um, like she wants to get dirty, too. With right. Them. Yeah, so that's why Veronica, she says, I want to be in the room where it happens. Um, but... Um, Ross, if you want to take it away, bud. Okay. Uh, rating rating for this episode, I give it a five out of five. Pops Burgers. What same. Give it? Same Z's. Same Z's. Yeah. Uh, Chris, same. Sure. Yeah. Yes, I'll give All it right. five out of five. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because of the reference. I plug. <laughs> I will. We could start plugging this, this episode. Uh, plugs. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at River Dudes Pod. My personal Twitter is at Recovery One Hundred Eight. Our Instagram is at River Dudes Podcast. Um, we're now available on Google Podcasts if you want to listen to us on there. Um, and if you could please rate and review us on iTunes, we would appreciate it. And um, if you guys want to recommend any shows or movies that you think that we should review on a podcast, uh, feel free uh, to let us know on our Twitter page. And uh, thanks for all your support. Yeah, yeah, guys, thank you so much. And then, Chris, if you want to plug anything. Sure. Um, 
my my personal, well, not my personal, but my brother and I are coming out with the podcast, which I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. And if you want to follow us on our Twitter, it's at Marks Bros WWE. And um, the other the other plug I wanted to to do again is the Wolf Conservation Center. Awesome. Um, not to get political with it, there's a war in the United States on wolves, and if you would like to support and help and try to save critically endangered wolves, go to www.newyorkwolf.org, and you know anything you could do, whether that's sharing videos or writing your local legislatures, that that'll help. Again, that's www.newyorkwolf.org. Awesome, and guys. Thank you, Chris. Thanks again for coming. And um, Ross, thanks for being my host, co-host. I love you. Um, But guys, River Dudes, out.